Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blotner, this is Abe Lovich, and in this episode, we will be recapping almost all the trades that happened during the NHL trade deadline this week. Also, congratulations to the UMass Minutemen for winning the Frozen Four, which is College Hockey's championship. If you want to hear more about their captain's backstory, check out our fifth episode where we interview their captain, Jake Godet. Abe, do you want to get us started with this first big trade? Yeah, let's get it kicked right off. It's a big one. The New York Islanders got Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the Devils in exchange for A.J. Greer, Mason Jobs, and a first-round pick in the 2021 draft and a fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft. Leo, these are both teams really got what they needed here, at least in my opinion. The Islanders are going to be scary, but I'm having a bit of trouble seeing like really who, win- who really wins this. What do you think? Um, well, okay, so first, okay, I think it really depends on – what happens with the Islanders, like obviously like every single trade, like what happens, like how good they get. But I think this is really good for the Islanders, not only because, you know, they're uh, Palmieri and Zajac are great players, but also because Anders Lee is out for the whole season. So that really fills in a forward gap uh, for them. And as I also think it's good for the Devils, they do get a couple prospects and, uh, you know, a couple, or I guess a first round pick out of it. So yeah, I mean, I think that first round pick, obviously it's going to be a late round pick, but still, I think it was really good for both teams. I'm having trouble deciding who wins, but if I were to pick one, I'm going to pick New York just because Palmieri and Zajac are really good. Yeah, I would agree with you unless Palmieri just turns out to be a dud, but he's been great so far with the Devils. Maybe on a, in a bigger pond, we'll see how he swims. Ooh, that was a good one. Thanks, man. I practice that. Move on. Okay, so we're pretty much just going to go in chronological order. Uh, next day, Chicago gets Brett Connolly and Henrik Borgstrom and defenseman Riley Stillman and a 2021 seventh-round pick from Florida in exchange for Lucas Carlson Luca, and Lucas Walmark. So the big piece, pieces here, Connolly and Borgstrom trade to Chicago by Florida. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's just solid for both teams. Nothing too special here. But although I do think Florida will get the better players. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you with Florida. Um, like, they got what they need. And like, they got Lucas and Lucas. So, it's good for them. And they're they're starting to bulk up, but they make a lot more trades that we'll talk about later in this episode. Um, next up, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquire forward Riley Nash from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for 2022 conditional seventh-round pick in the NHL draft then. Um I would say Nash is worth more than a seventh conditional. He's a pretty solid player. He's been looking not terrible. He's been great on other teams because he's, he's bounced around a bit, but I think the Leafs made a big steal here. Yeah. uh, I mean, later on in this episode, we're going to talk about how the Leafs actually do get ripped off from Columbus, but here I do think the Toronto Maple Leafs actually rip off Columbus. I mean, Riley Nash for a seventh round picks seventh round, like I guess conditional. So if they go far, it might be like a sixth round pick or something. I'm not too sure where the conditions are on that one, but pretty much like they traded nothing for a solid role player. So I think that's just a great trade by Toronto. Like I hate the Maple Leafs, but you know, good job, Kyle Dubis. You don't get to hear that one very often, but <laughs> I'll give it to you this time. All right. Next up, we got Colorado getting Patrick Nemeth from Detroit in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Uh, You know, the Avs get depth. Detroit gets a pick. I think it's solid for both teams. You know, you're going to notice a trend with the trade deadline. One team gets a player from a bad team. 
the bad team gets a pick from the good team. So, I mean, yeah, I'd say Patrick Nemes probably worth around a fourth-round pick. As, you know, they need that depth. Detroit, they're not going anywhere this year. So, yeah, I think it's solid for both teams. Yeah, I think the Red Wings have been out of playoff contention. I think I think they've been officially eliminated, or that might be coming in the future weeks. But still, I think the Avs would win this one. Um, a bigger trade the, the day later with the Avs, they acquired – Devin Dubnik from the San Jose Sharks for Greg Pettern and a fifth round 2021. So I personally think the Avs really get their much needed goaltending depth. And now with this goalie in Devin Dubnik, they've really become a, one of the like one of the top cup contenders as if they weren't already, but they're like piecing up every single little hole they have. But Leo, who do you think wins this? Oh, I'm gonna go with the Abs here. Uh, the Abs they try they traded a late round pick for Jonas Johansson like probably like a month ago. It didn't really work out too well. <laughs> Played horribly. So I guess they're just trading late round picks for goalies uh, at this point. And I mean, with a ton of goaltending injuries, with the Abs, I'd say it's a solid trade. I mean. Uh, they also did get Greg Patron earlier in the year. I forget from who, but it was like an early midseason trade. And yeah, I'd say it's, I mean, he's pretty, he, Greg Patron, he was just like a bottom line player. It didn't really matter too much. And Dubnik, he's a solid, um, solid, solid backup, you know. Uh, he His days at the Wild, he was really, really good. Obviously, he's regressed since there, but yeah, I'd say it's pretty solid. Yeah. I still think that Dubnik is, would probably be worth a bit more than a fifth and Greg Patron, but. I think that's one of the reasons why I think that the Avs win this, probably because I'm overvaluing Dubnik a little bit, but we'll I think, see how I'm he plays. Sure, I'm pretty sure he was traded for like a fifth from Minnesota to San Jose. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was definitely a late round pick. So they traded a fifth, they used Dubnik, they got back a fifth, you know, they kind of just rented Dubnik for half a season. Not, nothing it's much not bad. All right, yeah, so we're going to move on. Florida Panthers get defenseman Brandon Montour from Buffalo for a third. Um, I think, like, I don't know. I think Florida does win this. Yes, you can say that, you know, Buffalo gets their third-round pick, but, like, who cares? It's Buffalo. It's not that they can develop prospects anyways. <laughs> um, and Montour, I'd say he's probably worth, like, I'd say he's honestly worth a second-round pick. Like, he, he's a big defenseman. He's, like, 6'5", I think. And... Yeah, I just uh, Florida. We're gonna see a trend in Florida just beefing up for the playoffs. So yeah, I mean it's not like Buffalo. Buffalo could have the first fifteen overall picks in next year's draft and get a total of zero star players. The only time they actually drafted well is when they picked Jack Eichel, but it's not like they've done anything. They've just wasted his career. Like it's so bad. It's get it's gotten so bad that his top line left the winger at this point is Anders Bjork. No offense to Anders, but you know we'll get into why he's on Buffalo later in this episode. Ooh. Nice segue, but um, we'll move on to a few trades in between that. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning acquired defenseman David Savard from, from Columbus, and it was actually a part of a three-team trade with the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for the Lightning's first-round pick in the 2021 draft and a third-round pick in the 2022. Savard was traded to the Lightning, so from Columbus there. I'm a little, and Detroit just moved around some picks, which it's good for them. They're, they're trying to get as much as they can for the future. And I think it's great for Columbus considering that they're really investing in next season. 
and the season after that, not so much this season, but I don't think it was worth it by Tampa at all. They have a top five defensive team in the league. They are fifth in goals allowed, and yet they're giving up so much for Savard. Like, Savard's good, but I don't think he's worth this much. I know. At first, I thought they overpaid, but then I realized they traded a first-round pick for Barclay Goodrow last year, or maybe it was two years ago. And so pretty much that pick ended up being the 31st overall pick. So it might as well just been a second round pick because normally those picks, like, I mean, they can develop, but like usually they're just like at most not, they're just like decent players. So at first I, I thought they overpaid, but then I realized Barclay Goodrow was great on their fourth line and really helped them win that Stanley cup. And especially if that pick is in that 27 or 31 range, I really can't see Tampa getting out the first two rounds, especially because we know their playoff matchups will be in their division and Tampa is just such a good team. So yeah, by, by that logic, I do think they'll make the conference finals at the very least. So I don't, I, at first I thought they gave up too much, but then I realized it's not, it'll be, yes, it is a first round pick, but it are they I mean, the lightning have proven, to use first-round picks effectively or to trade first-round picks effectively. Bro, when you're that good, you could take advantage of that. All right, moving on. New Jersey gets defenseman Jonas Siegenthaler from Washington in exchange for a conditional third-round pick. Um, I mean, I really don't understand, like, why they did this. Like, I guess, yes, he's, like, younger. He's 23. But it's not like they're making the playoffs or anything. And – it's not like, okay, it's not like the Devils are going to be really good in like two years or three years when Siegenthaler is really good. They'll be good in like seven or eight years when, you know, the really young players are in their prime. So I, I really don't see why they did this. Like, yes, he is younger, but like still, like I, I just don't get it by Buffalo. Or by, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, normally I'm talking negatively. I'm talking about Buffalo. I really just don't get it by New Jersey. Yeah, like I get your point there, but I see it as – more better for Jersey than what you say. I still think it's far better for Washington, but like, like he's, he's young. New Jersey's trying to build up a lot of young players around them. And I think their team could needs every little piece they can get to try to develop over the next off season, two or three off seasons, even try to become a more well-rounded team. Cause they seem a little scrappy right about now. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Here's a bigger trade for you, though. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired forward Nick Foligno from the Columbus Blue Jackets and Stefan Nozen from the San Jose Sharks. Wait, wait, sorry. It was a three-way trade, I believe, that Nick Foligno went to Toronto and Stefan Nozen from the Sharks went to Toronto. And then I think... And then, I don't know, pretty much, okay, pretty wait, much the Leafs, okay, the big piece in this is that the Leafs got Felino and they traded a first-round pick uh, and a fourth-round pick for him. Yeah, these three-team deals are very confusing. Know, they're very confusing, but anyways, the main part is that the Leafs get Nick Felino. Um, I know you're going to talk about I'm talking first. Uh, I do ahead. think the Leafs, okay, we're talking about how the Leafs finessed Columbus before. This time, the Columbus finessed the Leafs. Uh, I think Felino is definitely worth more than this, especially like we've seen later on. We've seen some other star players go for far less. I just think Kyle Dubas, he's a horrible general manager, in my opinion. He overpays everyone, even players, too much, um, and general managers. There's only, good, like, actual good move this trade deadline. I'm just getting Riley Nash for seventh. Unless, okay, sorry. I, this could be the worst take of all time. 
maybe all the Leafs needed was a little bit of size, a little bit of grit, a little bit of experience to push them past that first round barrier in the playoffs. But I do think they paid too much. And if that doesn't happen, then I think it's a bad trade. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that the Leafs paid a bit too much. But, like, just a point on, like, how on Felino himself, like, he's the captain of Columbus. And then the way Columbus is also dishing out so many players for picks left and right. I think Columbus is going trying to go through a major rebuild after being good a few seasons ago. They lost a lot of guys. And now they're just trying to ship off even more guys to just shed some weight at this point, even though. If you, even, I think it would suck to lose a captain, even for like team morale, especially when you're like losing so many other players too. Like on the team morale side of it, not just like the stats. I don't think this is a good deal for Columbus, even though they got a lot for it. They're trying to redo the like entire team at this point. Yeah, and well, because it's like I, uh, I really can't see like Columbus. I really don't know what direction they're going in. I I think they'll lose Line in free agency. I like even I I, I think he's an RFA, but. Still, like, I really can't see him re-signing. I do think someone will trade for his rights at some point. Um, yeah, Columbus, honestly, Columbus is low-key a dumpster fire because they have a – like, you like their head coach, uh, Torts, John Tortorella, either love him or you hate him. A lot of players do not respond well to John Tortorella. They had one great playoff series against Tampa. That was it. They did lose to Boston in the next round a couple years ago, and – yeah, I mean, what they did last year in the playoffs, they're up three goals in the third period against the Leafs and then blew it and lost. So I really don't think Tortorella is a great coach and just shipping out all their good players, especially Felino, has been one of their most loyal players. And it's it's hard. It's hard to come by players that respect Tortorella and feed into the system. Felino was one of them. So I just think it's honestly bad by both teams because it'll probably be a late first-round pick by Toronto, but I still don't think they'll win. So I kind of just think it's all for not for both teams. Yeah, well, saying that, like, because they won't win the Cup, so it's it won't make sense, goes a lot, because only one team out of all these great teams can win. But, yeah, I still definitely agree with you that it's not best for either of them. Yeah, okay. We're going to move on. We got uh, another Toronto Maple Leafs deal. They get David Riddich from the Calgary Flames. And, yeah, I just... For third round pick, I don't. Why? Why? Why would they do this? Why would they do this? Okay, Jack Campbell going eleven and zero in his first eleven starts is ridiculous. He actually broke the NHL record held by Carey Price at ten and zero. Uh, I disagree. What the heck is this? What are you doing? Do not challenge Jack Campbell. Okay, like yes, it is good. You know, trying to get your third goalie, but still, Toronto, what is you doing? You gotta have Jack Campbell. You know, at some point, make Jack Campbell the starter. He's going, what, like 30-0 this season. Come on, Toronto. We all want you to do it. Yeah, Maybe he's really- yeah, he, he is playing a lot better than Anderson, I think. Like, you cannot argue with going 11-0. This guy is great. But I think also David Riddish is a really good goalie. And for a third-round pick, I think he's worth way more than that. And I'm surprised, like, they didn't even have to send any players to Calgary because Calgary, I think they only lost players during the trade deadline so far. And they were after, like, a bit of a disappointing season. But, yeah, I I still think it was stupid by the Leafs, but it wasn't the best thing by Calgary either. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Although, just, like, yeah, I mean – yeah. 
I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. Cause like, uh, yeah, just, just like, okay. Like I love uh, David, David Ridge. Don't get me wrong. He's a good goalie, but don't challenge Jack Campbell like that. Don't make him feel unwanted. This is what happens. This is okay. This has nothing to do with hockey, but this happened with the, um, this happened with, uh, the Indiana Pacers back in like 2010, they were such a good team or like 2013. I don't really remember. They were such a good team. And all they did, all they did was the, all like the trade down line. They just got a couple small pieces. And what that did was that made their players feel challenged and stuff. And then they felt disrespected. And then they just went down this rabbit hole of being disrespected and then sucking. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not challenge my boy, Jack Campbell. I think Jack Campbell is great. I, I agree with you there, but I think it's time to move on to our next deal. The Bruins made a very much needed defensive move. They got Mike Riley from Ottawa in exchange for a third round pick. And I think the Bruins need this more than anything. They got blown out last night to Washington. It was disgusting. It was ugly. It was so hard to watch because like, that's what happens when all your defensemen are out. So if they, I think they had to make a defenseman move and it's good that they went for Mike Riley. I think he's a good player to fill this hole. Yeah. I mean, McAvoy, Norris candidate out. Grizzly, best offensive defenseman out. I get honestly Loki McAvoy, but Gr- okay, whatever. Carlo, one of their better, uh, besides McAvoy, their best defensive defenseman out. Miller, who logs all the minutes when McAvoy is out, out. So their top four defensemen were out. Their top two goalies are out. And they've been playing pretty well without them, but like at some point they're just gonna lose it and just get blown out. So I do think this is a good, good trade for Boston. Getting a nice little defenseman. Um, he's actually gonna play. Him and Hall are gonna play tomorrow for the Bruins against Buffalo. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and hopefully, well, we'll see how he plays tomorrow. Yeah. All right, Pittsburgh. They get Jeff Carter for from LA in exchange for conditional 2022-2023 draft pick. I think it was a second and third. So, yeah, I think it was good for Pittsburgh uh, with Malkin out, um, you know, or just like injury prone. And honestly, Pittsburgh just as a team is injury prone. Like Tanev is out. Um, I think Jeff Carter, he has the experience. Not that Pittsburgh lack experience. They have Sidney Crosby. You know, he's uh, he's uh, led them to like three Stanley Cups. But, uh, you know, just seem even more experienced, and that's just crucial when it comes to the playoffs. So I think it's a good move for them. Yeah, I agree. I think Pittsburgh needs this, especially going into the playoffs because they're going to be fighting against better teams, or at least I think better teams. And yeah, I think it's a good move for, for what they did, and the picks are in a few years, so makes sense to me. But Leo, I think the biggest trade in this episode, I'm going to tell you. Well, for us, at least, yeah. For, well, for us, as, Bruins as diehard Bruins fans, it's definitely in general, too. I think, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one of the biggest trades. The Bruins got Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar from the Sabres. And guess what they gave up? Anders Bjork and a second-round pick. Yeah, you heard that right. It was just Anders Bjork and a second-round pick. Don't get me wrong. I love Anders Bjork. Or I loved him until, like, maybe about a couple months ago. He started playing really not so well. But, like, the Boston Bruins just got a former heart winner for, for Anders Bjork. And... I would even though Hall's been playing not so good lately, he's worth way more than that. Who just robbed Buffalo? Who they just like beat up the bad team when they're down. Take well, Hall wasn't playing very good in Buffalo anyway, but still, 
I think he's gonna play better. So in first in Buffalo, like okay, I was scrolling through like TSN's uh okay. like comments through this. Like obviously they're Toronto fans, so. I was like, well, I want to see what they have to say about it. And they're like, this is such a bad move for the Bruins. The Bruins just got fleeced, blah, blah, blah. No, they didn't. They're so salty. Okay. Oh, oh no. What happens if Hall doesn't play that well? Oh, well, they lose the second round pick and end this Bjork. Like, who cares? They still get cursed bizarre. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah good point. Okay. So, uh, sorry. We can go. Yeah. It, sorry. It's fine. But, like, I think putting Hall in a winning environment is going to do a lot better for him. Because he was great when he was in New Jersey, when New Jersey was good. He went around to a few bad teams, started playing worse. I think if you if you slap him back into a winning environment, he's going to do better. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. You know, I don't I don't have much else to say. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, just, I think he'll be good for the Bruins. Yeah, it's definitely big. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Chicago. Getting forward, Adam Gaudet from Vancouver, exchange for Matt Highmore, just swap fourth liners. It's not big. Yeah, it's not that big, but I would still say that Chicago really wins this trade. Like, I just see Gaudet as a lot better than Highmore. Like, that's just my personal opinion, but it is what it is. And another smaller trade, um, the Oilers got defenseman Dmitry Kulikov from Devils in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick. So I think that's just a good move by the Oilers. They're a pretty good, good team this season, and they need a bit more defensive help. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, from here on out, most of these are just small trades, if we're going to be honest. There's a couple of big ones towards the end, but, yeah, I mean, don't have that much discussion to say about it. Like, I agree, you know, it's just not like – it's not like that big. I don't think it'll put him over the edge and win the Stanley Cup, but it might help, you know? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of help. <laughs> Next up, we got Tampa acquiring Frederick Clayson from San Jose for goaltender Mangus Krona. Uh, again, a small trade. San Jose just got rid of Dubnik, so they got a goalie back. Yeah, I agree with you there. Makes sense to me. Um, in another trade, the Avs got Carl Soderberg. Soderbergh from Chicago in exchange for Josh Dickinson rights and the rights to forward Ryder Rolston. Uh, I don't really get why the Avalanche would do it. I don't really see Soderbergh as a much needed piece in the Avs puzzle, but I think the Avalanche wins this one though. I agree. <laughs> Again, not a huge trade. <laughs> oh, Carl Soderbergh is solid. I mean, he, he he's a solid middle six forward. So yeah, I mean, straight away, small prospect. Yeah, it's a win-win for both teams. Yeah, it's nothing big, but it's something. Moving on, we got Vegas getting Matias Janmark, uh, Nick DeSimone, and a fifth-round pick in 2022 NHL draft from Chicago and San Jose in exchange for a second-round pick in 2021 and a third-round pick in 2022. Uh, San Jose receives a fifth in 2022. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Vegas – Getting solid, uh, getting solid player in Yanmark, and only had to give up a second, third, and a fifth. So, yeah, I think it's solid. Honestly, like again, this is probably a medium-sized trade, but I'd I'd say it was pretty good. Yeah, I would say that this is a great deal for Vegas, though, because they're in a great. They were the top team in the division, but now Colorado, like they come back, they come roaring as one of the top teams in the league. 
not even to mention Minnesota has been good too. So the, their division is getting a little tougher. And I think that they needed Yanmark to really booster their their team around such other good teams that they're going to have to face off in the playoffs. Um, in another smaller trade, um, the Ducks got defenseman Hayden Fleury from the Canes in exchange for Yanni Hakenpa and a six-round pick in the 2022 draft. Um, I don't really see why either team would do this, but Leo, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I just the Ducks are okay. Like the Ducks are like sellers, so I wouldn't expect them to do this. But like only a sixth, six round pick and Hakanpa, it's solid. It's it's honestly good value for Flurry. I mean, he has like some decent potential still. He's still pretty young. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I could just take a chance on him. Maybe he'll he'll play well. Yeah. I see it, I guess. Yeah, moving on. It's actually a pretty big trade. Capitals acquire forward Anthony Mantha from Detroit in exchange for forwards Jakob Vrana, Richard Panik at 2021 first and 2022 second. Um, I don't know. I think they might Washington might have overpaid for him. You know, Vrana, Panik, great players. The first and second round pick, obviously top two picks. But – they, it's not like it's not like Anthony Mantha's for one year. Anthony Mantha, they have him for four years, oh, including this one, so like three and a half. And he's just a really good player. So if he can help put Washington over the edge, right, this division right now, the East division, is very, very tough. So if one person – or sorry, like if one team gets an edge, right, we saw Hall get traded. So then we see a slew of other teams get – or like in the East get traded. So – sorry, trade four players. So, yeah. Yeah, I – I think this is huge. Mantha is great, but I would still say that I think Detroit would win this trade. But like, still, he was he's gonna play great in Washington. And I'm as a Bruins fan, I'm a tad scared to see what that team could do, especially after they just beat the defenseless Bruins eight to one. It was pretty. It was sad to watch. I already said that earlier this episode. Let's keep moving. Um, the Vancouver Canucks acquired defenseman Madison Bowie and a fifth round pick in the. From Chicago in exchange for a fourth round pick. Um, feel bad for Bowie. Yeah, he's not gonna play. Yeah, exactly. Vancouver just has one day off COVID. <laughs> Who yep. cares? So, like, honestly, they might play like two more games and call it a season golf win percentage. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. But actually, no, I heard they're supposed to play like six games in six days if they do do it. So they won't win. If, if they do that, Leo, they're not going to win the last three games. They're all going to be so tired. Yeah, like, like first three, like maybe. It's not their great team anyway, so the first three, it's like maybe the last three, definitely not. Although yeah. it is good that they have a good tandem in goal. That's true. But their Thatcher Demko has been, was good. Yeah. So. All right, next up. Okay, Abe, so if you told me that a, tw- uh, a second-round pick and, like, a decent player – would be traded for Taylor Hall, you'd be like, oh my God, wow, that's crazy. But if you yeah. told me a second round pick and a decent player would be traded for Sam Bennett, I would be like, okay, like that solid value. I just think that goes, oh, okay, sorry, I forgot to say the trade. Sam Bennett in a six round pick uh, from Calgary for Hymanen and a second round pick uh, from the Panthers. So, I, I mean, I just think that proves show how bad Buffalo's man is. If Right, like obviously Sam Bennett, he's not like Buffalo, okay. not Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam Bennett just horrible, and uh, sorry, Buffalo management horrible. Sorry, I'm just 
brain fart. <laughs> Buffalo management, horrible. Sam Bennett, okay. Taylor Hall, former MVP. So I just think that's that just shows how bad Buffalo's management is. Yeah. I love it how your default to go to is to wreck on Buffalo. I love that. Um, but I think Sam Bennett, I actually really wanted him to come to Boston thinking we would end up trading around Anders Bjork in like a second and third round pick. Didn't think we would get someone as good as Hall for that. But I think f- the Florida is going to be good. I, sh- I would expect them to, to have a strong chance in their division because their division's good with Tampa in it. But if they could beat out Tampa with this, they're, they're front runners for the cup because they're just making so many good moves. Selling their future, but going for the cup. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Tampa, I, I really do think that they'll win. Tampa's just built for the playoffs, too. Like, they won the cup last year. They know what it takes. They have Vasilevsky. Like, Florida, they just don't have that goal. I mean, if Drieger can get hot before the playoffs, then yeah. But, I mean, Vasilevsky, I think he's just too good, and he'll always be hot. I mean, he's just really, really good. That's yeah, I, I kind of just think it's worthless from the Panthers to kind of go all out just to not really going all out, but I mean, they've given up a lot to it's true, you know, kind of just lose. So I don't honestly, why yeah, yeah, but I feel like for Florida, like no team is just gonna like admit defeat unless they're terrible, like no one's just gonna stop playing because a better team is in their division. But like playoff hockey is crazy, it's true, Dif- anything can't happen. Anything can happen. Um, like this other small trade, <laughs> that's a terrible segue for this not exciting trade I'm about to share. Um, the, the Habs got Eric Gustafsson from Philly in exchange for a 2022 seventh round pick. That was the worst intro for that, but not a good segue. But yeah. That was a boring trade. It's fine. Who cares? It's a boring trade. Not much happened. Uh, nothing to write home about. Yeah, don't think it'll really affect anything. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but like the Habs got the needed defenseman depth. They they lost Victor Mete, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next up we got Nashville getting defenseman Eric Goodbranson from Ottawa in exchange for Brandon Fortunato in a twenty twenty third seventh. Um, yeah, I mean, Nashville trying to trying to bulk up the defense getting Eric Goodbranson, and you know, train away one of their prospects and a seventh round pick. So I think it's solved by both teams. Ottawa building for the future, not going to do anything now. Also, Ottawa just picked up Victor Mete, so it's fine. And Nashville, you know, they got solid defense. So it's all right. Yeah, like it's a good trade, but I don't really see why Nashville doesn't. I didn't really, I wouldn't put defensemen as their most needed category. And especially like Roman Yossi, there was rumors on it, on him get, getting traded for, for a blockbuster trade. That didn't happen. And along with a basically almost, I've heard trade rumors on like fan accounts for from like almost every single one of Predators defensemen, and they didn't end up trading them. So I don't really feel like it's, it's the most needed trade, but it's, it's not terrible. Uh, in another trade, the Washington Capitals acquired Michael Rafi from Philly in exchange for a 2021 fifth round pick. Um, Capitals are adding a bit more depth, but. Leo, do you think that Michael Rothy is worth a fifth, more or less? What do you think? I think Michael Roffle is probably worth a fourth, five to yeah. seven. I mean, he's just a depth defenseman. Probably won't. He'll be there if someone gets hurt. He'll be there if they play back-to-back, but it's not that big. You know, an interdivision trade, Michael Roffle is going to be playing Philly at some point again. So 
I don't know. I, it'll be cool. I like seeing these interdivision trades. Just you know, not he's not a great player. He's okay though. Yeah, it the interdivision trades really do spice up the games. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna move on to a different trade. We got San Jose. They get Alexander Barbanov from Toronto for Anti Sumela. Uh, some bottom line trading stuff. Not much. Yeah, so I don't have much to say. Neither do I. These guys aren't really the biggest players in the league. Like, no offense, but, yeah, it's, it's what it is. And another trade, the Leafs got defenseman Ben Hudden from Anaheim in exchange for a 2022 fifth. Um, he's not, like, the best defenseman. Uh, he hasn't been putting up that good numbers, but only sold off a fifth in two years. So, yeah. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I also have nothing to say about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess you're a, if, if you're a Ducks fan, then cool. If you're a Habs fan, then cool. We're neither of those. Don't really care if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And Leafs fans, you guys don't have the best defense, so maybe this is good. But Yeah. And then lastly, we got Jordy Ben. It's the last trade of the whole trade deadline. Jordy Ben goes to Winnipeg for a six-round pick. Vancouver um yeah <laughs> Winnipeg needs defense I'm happy for Jordy Ben got out of Vancouver at least he'll have a season to play so I'm proud of my boy Jordy yeah good for him well and Jets aren't looking pretty good so maybe he'll play good maybe he won't we'll see how he plays well thank you guys so much for sticking around to this final end of the episode um I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonner. We're Twigs on the Rocks. Have a great night. Hope you guys enjoy the trade deadline.